This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Senator Biden, it's nice to have you here. As the youngest member of the Senate, the one, therefore, who may expect the longest career there, I wonder if you'd say to us, <laughs> since it's clear that you're not corrupt and you got elected, why should people think that the system produces corrupt results when there you are? Well, I'm not sure you should assume I'm not corrupt, but I thank you for that, though. What up, yo? I'm Dave Rubin, the non-corrupt Dave Rubin. It's July 11th, 2023. You're watching the Rubin Report on the computer machine. We're live streaming on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube Tap. The subscribe button if you have not. And as always, you can join us for a post-game show to clean up the mess at rubinreport.locals.com. Uh, I'm being told you have a question for me right up top. Is that what's happening? I'm going to ask a question. I guess the team, this is on the fly, people. I don't know what's happening right now. It's a Tuesday test. Uh, the team wants to ask me a question. Do you want me to just read this question myself? They've put a question on the prompter. The question is, what kind of African is Whoopi Goldberg? You guys trying to get me canceled? You know, you work for me. <laughs> if I go down, you all go down. What kind of question is that? What kind of African is Whoopi Goldberg? African-American? <laughs> what kind of question is this? I would say Whoopi Goldberg, what kind of African? Like, oh, I see. What country in Africa did Whoopi Goldberg's ancestors come from? I don't know. How about Chad? How about Chad? No, not Chad. Uh, her ancestors are from the African country of Guinea-Bissau or Bissau. I've enjoyed doing this program and it was nice knowing all of you. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, the, theme, the theme of today's show, uh, guys, the woke are not going anywhere and we're going to have to separate from them. We're going to have to build our new things, as I always say, uh, and we just have to keep paving those roads. So as more and more people wake up, uh, they can join us uh, in our sanity party. Uh, and it's really the last 48 hours across disciplines. Uh, it has just gone completely crazy with these wokesters. And I think we're getting close to moving a couple people. Yeah, the old Bill Maher types, the old Joe Rogan types. Uh, as I mentioned to you guys yesterday, on Sunday, I interviewed RFK Jr. Part one of that will be going up on uh, YouTube and Rumble today, the full uh, hour plus interview with him will be on locals today, ad free and all that good stuff. But I think a whole bunch of people are now seeing, and I even asked RFK about it, like that the Democrat party perhaps is not redeemable at least anytime soon. And that there really is a new path that should be blazed. So that is the theme for today. And, uh, any other questions for me before we get to it? Any, anything else you want to throw me where, where's Sonny from? Good God. You people depend on me for jobs. Don't you know that? 
Let's talk about Moink Box real quick. <laughs> we'll get to it. You guys know that 60% of U.S. pork production comes from one company owned by the Chinese, and their hogs are given something called ractopamine, which is banned in 160 countries, including China, but not, uh, what was the country she's from? Bissau, ractopamine. But not Guinea-Bissau, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yet you find it in your grocery aisle every day. Well, guys, there's a better way, and I want to tell you about Moink. That's Moo Plus Oink. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. You choose the meat delivered in every box, like ribeyes to chicken breasts to pork chops to salmon fillets and much more. Plus, you can cancel any time. There's nothing better than cooking their filet mignon on my big green egg on a Friday evening. Shark Tank host, Kevin O'Leary, called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted, and they guarantee you'll say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got moinked. I could probably put a whoopee joke in there, too, but here we go. <laughs> Keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash Ruben right now, and listeners of this show get free ground beef for a year. That's one of the best ground beef you'll ever taste, but for a limited time, and now back to me. So on those lefties that are on the way and you gotta drag them and they're slow and they have their luxury beliefs and they kinda get some stuff right, but they never kinda get there. Of course, the guy at the top of that list uh, is Bill Maher, but I'm gonna keep nudging him appropriately. Uh, Bill Maher had uh, John Hamm on the show. You guys know Hollywood actor John Hamm and they got into it. Uh, about what's going on with the woke and, and what the good liberals can do related to all of this. And uh, I think Bill said something here that makes some sense. And I keep basically the same philosophy for 30 years, even though the politics changes, so my audience sometimes changes. I mean, I've lost a fair number of, of this, what I would call the super woke, and it's good. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. You were no fun to begin with. You have a terrible sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, don't you say, you tell me, because you have a little more of, of a sense of what the mood in the room, so to speak, is. But I feel like that particular affliction is waning in some way. Because it, it feels like it's reached its useful conclusion. The critical mass is like, uh, okay, we get it. We get it. There is there is a useful quality to, to some of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. The over the reaction, right. overbearing thing of it is absolutely not useful, and in well, fact, it's counter it's counterproductive to your own point. I you're mean, shooting yourself in the foot and then wondering why you walk with a limp. I mean, Maybe this is a wave that's coming, but the fact that um, a few people have stood out and did that to me does I don't know. These people are not going away. Yeah, this idea that they're not going away. I've been saying it for quite some time, right? What we can do is we can wake up some people. We all know all of you watching this right now. You know some friends or family members that maybe there's still a little flicker there. They've gone kind of woke or they're into some of this stuff, but they're not like completely over the board hacking away at their genitals yet. And maybe you can still save them. But the point is the, the structure of this thing. And by the way, John Hamm was just a Hollywood actor. So I, I don't think you have to pay that much attention generally to what actors say. Uh, he did sort of get that right there, meaning that for whatever good intentions these people had, right, whether we all think they're good intentions or not or whatever, that they've, they've sort of jumped the shark, so to speak, right? Like it's just too much at this point. So it's good to see someone from Hollywood, again, whether you like John Hamm or not, whether you have, I, I don't know much about his political beliefs or anything else. I didn't even watch. What was that show he was in? The, the, the show about the advertising agency in the Mad Men. 
I didn't even watch Mad Men, so I don't even know much about the guy. But the point is that someone in Hollywood is like, oh, you wokesters have kind of gone too far. It's actually counterproductive at this point. So he's right, and Bill's right, that also the movement itself is not going to go anywhere. And if you want proof that the movement is not going to go anywhere, you you just need look at what the corporate press is constantly throwing at us and how, no matter how hysterical it gets, like boys or girls, everyone's racist, blah, all that stuff. It always gets crazier. Uh, this is what was going on yesterday. Here is a tweet from MSNBC. The far right's obsession with fitness is going digital. Opinion, why the far right is really into home fitness. White supremacists, latest scheme to valorize violence and hyper-masculinity has gone digital. Now, we've seen things like this before. It's not the first time that we've shown you a headline like that, you, you know, from Salon or Rolling Stone or something like that. Uh, and it's sort of related to what I mentioned yesterday, how, you know, UFC, these fighters, boxers, kickboxers, all of these people, they seem to be a bit outspoken right now and they're usually anti-woke because they care about meritocracy, they care about working hard, that's connected to fitness. It's like, go get yours, be in the best body that you can be in, right? Like, there's a, there's a beauty of that. There's competition, uh, which is very counter to equity. Equity, we will all end up in the same place. So you can see the machine is very concerned that if you care about fitness, if you watch that scary Joe Rogan with his big muscles, you're gonna become far right. It really means absolutely nothing. Uh, Joe Rogan wasn't really having it. He tweeted out this. He retweeted the article and he wrote, being healthy is far right. Holy fuck. So that's Joe Rogan's feelings on it. Uh, but you can see, this is what they do with literally everything. If a new trend comes out and that new trend lends itself, like working out does, to you taking care of yourself and eating right and not being reliant on the machine and not just sitting there with something strapped to your nuts, eating bugs while you're in Zuckerberg's metaverse, that's not really good for them. And by the way, this has been going on for quite some time. A uh, tweet by End Wokeness, who I reference on the show quite often, uh, the regime wants you fat, docile, weak, and compliant. And of course, what you can see there is the cover of Cosmopolitan magazine with an obese woman, and they're telling us that she's healthy. Uh, you can see the ad on the right, and we've seen this in, uh, what, what, what ad is that? That's Calvin Klein, right? Uh, and we've seen many other of these types of things. And you can see, why is it? Just again, you just have to think about it at the base level. You don't have to think about it too hard. Why are they pushing boys or girls, racism is good, fat is good, and not only those things, but if you are fit, you're also in essence racist. It's to just keep you dumb and dependent on them. That's really it. Uh, but there's a whole set of these people, not only at the corporate level who always push it, but you know, of course, at the political level. Uh, here's video of noted bisexual Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Uh, here he is in Latvia lecturing his own troops about climate change. Climate change is having a real destabilizing and negative impact with more and more frequent extreme weather events at home. And as challenging as it is at home, the impacts around the world where people are in more precarious economic and geographic situations than we are, that's a new reality that has huge implications for security around the world, which is one of the reasons why Canada is stepping up 
to build the Center of Excellence for Climate Security in Montreal. That's one of the announcements we're going to be making tomorrow at, uh, at the NATO summit. Guys, Canada's building the Center for Excellence for Climate Security. Oh my God, Justin Trudeau, look at my socks. Can you imagine being a Canadian citizen who uh, voluntarily signs up for the military, right? And Canada's not known as a country that's gonna send its troops all over the place and blow up a whole bunch of stuff or anything like that. Then they send you to Latvia. There's not a lot going on in Latvia. You're stationed in Latvia, having a nice Latvian Orthodox lunch. And what are they gonna do to you? They send that ridiculous buffoon to lecture you about climate change. And by the way, guys, that will be very connected to the next round of wars. Once they finish up World War III with this Ukraine thing, we will have climate wars and God knows what else. I just can't imagine, truly, like joking aside, like you're, you're a member of the Canadian military. They send you, you know, half the world away and you have to listen to that guy talk about how he's gonna set up some conference where they're gonna somehow stop the climate from changing as if this guy can do anything other than lock down his own people and close their bank accounts, which he's uh, quite good at. But it's not just, of course, Justin Trudeau. It is virtually everyone on the, the political left throughout the Western world. One of the worst governors that we have in the United States, uh, not quite as bad as uh, Gavin Newsom, but you know she's, she's trying, is Kathy Hochul of New York. Kathy, who of course uh, took over after they kicked out Andrew Cuomo, then she did get reelected because the people of New York are obviously masochists. Well, don't worry. Uh, she is uh, very concerned about climate change and she's very, very concerned about the thing that causes climate change. Starts with a C, but it's not the C that she is, it's capitalism. Joined here by local leaders to give an update on the current situation, what we're anticipating going forward, and what residents need to do together. How we can stand up and it, using every bit of our power mobilizing to fight the ravages of climate change because, again, these are unprecedented weather events that keep hitting us over and over and over again. So we must change our behavior as a planet, as a country, as a state, and in our own homes. And we're going to continue that conversation in earnest because we have to know that we have to do everything in our power to protect our citizens. Jesus, lady, can you find out what's the, uh, like, when, when someone like her uh, drops dead one day and with the amount of Botox and filler in her face, what does that do to the environment? We're going to work on that. But, but putting that aside for a moment, everything she said there was complete nonsense. There, these extreme weather events that are happening in New York. Sometimes it rains in New York. Sometimes it's uh, storms in New York. It happens to have been a, a very nice summer so far in New York. I've got a lot of family in still, still in New York. I don't know why I'm trying to get them down here, but people, you know, it is what it is. Um, but did you see what she says? We're going to have to figure it out as a community and a state and a country and a, in our homes. And then they will come for your gas stoves. And literally people in New York will be freezing in the winter and burning hot in the summer because they will limit what AC you can use, what heat you can use, everything else. And as if, as even if New York, let's pretend any of this was real. Let's pretend climate change was real or any of this stuff. Imagine if every single person in New York did absolutely everything. They basically never used heat. They never used air conditioning. Imagine if they didn't use gas stoves. Uh, they all recycled perfectly. They did whatever it is 
They didn't eat meat, right? All the stuff. They did whatever it is these lunatics like her want. Completely unscientific. But let's imagine every single New Yorker did it. Do you know how much it would affect the environment? Zero. It would do absolute jack shit nothing. And she knows that. The only reason they're doing this is because they want to figure out new ways to control you. New ways for you to stay in your house when they want you to stay in your house and not get in your car because it's a gas guzzler and not eat these certain things. But, but just know that she will always do it and we'll have evidence of how, how some of the elites behave on their own uh, when they are doing their own thing. They're telling us to eat bugs and stay at home, but they still get on their yachts. Don't worry about that. Uh, but it's not just her. It's not just her. This is this guy. This is the king of the climate. This is the climate king himself, John Kerry. Uh, he was asked a question on MSNBC about the Ukraine war. Uh, this was his answer. The, the, the climate crisis is growing by the day. You just saw have reported on what happened in New York. All around the world, there are record-breaking days where the heat is greater than it's ever been before. This will be the hottest June and July. It'll be the hottest summer. It'll be the hottest year. And we all know that because the science is telling it to us and because Mother Earth is responding by telling us exactly what's going on. Guys, trust the science and Mother Earth. He looks like he might date Mother Earth. You know why? Because he looks like Ent. You remember Ent from Lord of the Rings? This guy, that is... no tree. I am an Ent. He looks like, yeah, that's what he looks like to me. Um, he's half tree. Maybe that's why he's trying to save the environment. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be nice here. He's trying to save the environment because he's half tree. Uh, Connor, you had somebody else that you thought he looked like, right? Who, who is this? <laughs> I don't know who this is. From what? This is someone, do we know this guy's name? This is Moonlight Man from a movie called Gerald's Game, which apparently is a Stephen King book. Yeah. yeah. So I, he does look like John Kerry. That actually might be John Kerry doing his one acting. They took the makeup off John Kerry's face, and that's what he actually looks like. Anyway, you get the point, guys. Everything. They ask him a question about Ukraine, and it's, oh, it's hot in New York in the summer. You're not going to believe this, guys. I walked Clyde this morning, and uh, it's July in Florida, and I came back, and I was sweating. It was wild. I was like, oh my, what, what is this? What is this dewy mist coming off my forehead? It's hot in the summer in Florida. I can't believe it. But yes, they're, they're just, they're all extraordinary bullshit artists. John Kerry flies everywhere private. Kathy Hochul flies everywhere private. And the king, John Kerry's the king of climate crap, basically. But, but the king of like Hollywood climate catastrophizing is absolutely Leonardo DiCaprio. This is great. This is from Disclosed TV on Twitter. Uh, La Dolce Vita in Italy. For visits to the countryside, for lunch, dinner, or disco, climate activist Leonardo DiCaprio likes to take the helicopter from his luxury yacht, Build Report. So look at that luxury yacht. I've never been on a, a yacht like that. You guys ever been a yacht, a yacht like that? No, we're going to rent a Ruben Report yacht and get out there. So he takes a helicopter. He doesn't even get on a little dinghy. He could get on a dinghy and take it so that he could have lunch. Uh, but no, he takes a helicopter, which burns a lot of fuel and a yacht burns a lot of fuel. And just imagine the foods they are eating on this thing. They are all liars and they lie and they cheat and they steal when it comes 
to everything. And speaking of lying and cheating and stealing, uh, as you know, the big story of last week in the tech world was that Facebook, Meta, Meta is the parent company. It's not called Facebook anymore. It's called Meta, which basically owns Facebook, Instagram. They have now spun off their new uh, app called Threads, which is a Twitter clone. Uh, and Elon Musk is not happy about this because they've hired a bunch of people from Twitter who had signed NDAs and possibly took information that they weren't allowed to bring to a new company. Uh, a little bit on, uh, from Twitter Daily News on this. Uh, Twitter is threatening to sue Meta over systematic, willful, and unlawful misappropriation of Twitter's trade secrets and IP, as well as scraping Twitter's data in a cease and desist letter sent yesterday to Zuckerberg by Elon's lawyer, Alex Spiro, to which Elon Musk uh, replied, competition is fine, cheating is not. Now, you might be wondering, Dave, how are you, how are you connecting this to what we're talking about earlier? What does this have to do the, with the environment stuff and threads and all that? The point is, they lie about everything, whether it's trade secrets, whether it's censorship. I mean, imagine the type of person Imagine the type of person that after all of these years of COVID and election lies and everything that the media has lied about, you go to the new site created by the guy, Mark Zuckerberg, who has admitted working with the government to silencing people. And you're like, oh, that's the site I'm going to go to. He's literally, it's just so extraordinary. I, I, I genuinely don't understand the mindset of someone like this. I mean, I guess I get it at a... I get it at a completely disconnected level, but at a personal level, I don't understand it. Like you have a guy who is saying, we are creating a new Twitter clone because there's too much free speech. There's too many people saying what they want. Now, you don't have to listen to people. You can block people. You can mute people. But there's too many people sharing ideas over there. So come to the place that we will censor it for you. This is what the matrix is, guys. This is the blue pill. This is why ignorance is bliss. They want you to be dumb and fat and happy because you will have no concept of re what reality is. You will also not own anything. That's a big one with them. But they lie about absolutely everything. Now let's get to the media component of it. Here is the televised mental institution, MSNBC, with noted racist Joy Reid. And she's railing against Elon and free speech. Gosh darn it, that free speech with those people saying what they want to say. Twitter might be on the slow road to obscurity as Mark Zuckerberg's rival app Threads has surpassed 100 million users in only five days. Meanwhile, Twitter users are mostly left with a ranting and raving Elon Musk and lots and lots of racists. You have neo-Nazi Richard Spencer allowed to host Twitter spaces and polls like this anti-Semitic one asking if Jews control the world and are waging war on white Western society. Um, those are being allowed to stay up. Horrifyingly, half of the people who engaged with this tweet answered yes to that question. It's just one example of Twitter failing to regulate hate speech from their dues paying blue checks who are also spreading misinformation with a new report showing that blue checks are fueling disinformation about the Ukraine war. Blue checks are fueling disinformation. She'd know a bit about disinformation as she is one of the biggest disinformation uh, agents in the United States. Now you might watch those things. That, that guy, Elijah Schaefer, uh, who put up that poll about Jews. I, I know Elijah. He used to be at the Blaze years ago. Uh, I, like, I don't like the idea of putting up a poll like that. Also, people just respond 
on Twitter like to troll things. They just put out, yes, it's the Jews. Like there's just a trolling nature to the internet. I'm not defending it or condemning it actually. But the question is, do you want a place where people can just go and be dicks and assholes and also interesting and clever and sarcastic and messy and all of those things? Or do you, would right? Like that's what I would want. Right. And I think that's that's what the principle of free speech is all about. If, if someone goes on Twitter and says some really noxious thing, you have every ability to say something noxious back to them. Right. Or they can block you or you can block them. You can curate it to your own likes and, and wants. Right. Like I'm a I am a free speech absolutist in that sense. Sometimes people say horrible things to me on Twitter. I just block them like that's not infringing on anyone's free speech, but I don't have to partake in your craziness. What Joy Reid and people like her want is they don't want anyone to share any opinion that is outside of, of what they deem is okay. So I'm not defending that poll. I'm not defending any of the noxious things people might say. I'm defending their ability to say it. And she's very upset that people are allowed to say these things. And, it, and you can see it's so interesting what's happening here. Remember when Elon Musk bought Twitter and suddenly there were all these articles out of nowhere, there were all these articles about how Twitter has a child porn problem. So for years before Twitter uh, was bought by Elon Musk, nobody talked about the child porn problem on Twitter, right? Then he gets it. And then suddenly they're all saying Twitter has a child porn problem. Now he's done a tremendous amount about that. They don't write much about that, but he's actually trying to deal with it where Twitter before was not doing anything. But you, they show their card sometimes. It's like, well, why weren't you concerned about child porn before None of the, somebody did a study on this. None of the authors who wrote any of these articles about Elon Musk and Twitter child porn had written anything pre-Elon Musk. So they pick when they care about certain issues. It's just rather extraordinary. And now I want to show you, unfortunately, a video from The View. I thought maybe we could take a day off, but then this. Uh, Anna Navarro, uh, she does not like Elon Musk, and uh, she is blaming him for you people thinking differently than she does. I, I joined too because it's not owned by Elon Musk and that in itself is enough for me yeah. to join. I, you know, I just, I don't understand how somebody with as much money as Elon Musk, as many children as Elon Musk, as many projects as Elon Musk, uh, can be so, have so much time to be trolling and spreading hate and misinformation on this platform that went from going downhill to going right off the cliff. You know, I mean, this guy, can he just maybe go to space? Do you stay there? Do you think uh, You know, I mean, it's, it's, I just, I, you know, I, 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 I'm, I hate what's happening to Twitter because I think Twitter has done a lot of good. I think there's a lot of movements around the world that have happened because of, of Twitter, and it's you know it's done a lot of good. It's also done a lot of bad. And um, but he has no intention of, of stopping the lies and the misinformation. The the incredible condescending tone and resentment she has for probably the most important person that is on earth right now, someone that is literally trying to get us to do interplanetary travel, someone who's doing a hell of a lot for the environment, someone who is buying a thing like Twitter, which is losing a shit ton of money, bought it for what was it? A cool $45 billion, knowing it was losing a crazy amount of money, but he bought it because he wanted to defend 
free speech. Misinformation was being peddled left and right all over Twitter and censorship was running rampant all over Twitter. Hunter Biden's story, for example, the laptop, you couldn't even share it on your private DMs. New York Post got banned on Twitter, even though it now has all turned out to be true. He came in and said, hey, we will defend the principles of free speech. But there is an entire machine devoted to making you think that truth and questions and curiosity and thinking about the world in a different way is all bad and negative and is hate. And you can see it, whether it's Anna Navarro, you can see it, whether it's Joy Reid or it's Corinne Jean-Pierre or virtually anybody uh, that is part of the machine at this point. The, I, the Also what she says, the condescending tone, he has all this money, he has all these children, he has all these projects. Like, yeah, so he's trying to defend free speech because he believes in the future. Right, his kids, he could put them all on a rocket and get them all off this rock right now. He's probably thinking about it because of you morons. Anywho, let's do one more clip of The View and then I have a special announcement related to The View coming up in just a second. The View had a particularly insane segment yesterday. I know it's just like, it's, it really is just insane what they're doing every day over there. Uh, but as you know, um, Hunter Biden had a affair with some woman and has another grandchild, a seventh grandchild. There has been a court case hung up because Hunter Biden wants nothing to do with this kid and does not want this kid to have the Biden name. And apparently the court has upheld that decision. And now the Bidens, meaning Joe Biden and Dr. Jill Biden, are basically saying they are gonna have nothing to do with this kid who will not have their last name. Try to imagine something so profoundly evil that they're, they're throwing their own grandchild. It is their grandchild. It is Hunter Biden's child. Nobody is doubting that. They are, they are erasing this child from history, these evil, evil people. Now listen to the ladies on The View defend, in essence, they're sort of defending Hunter, but they're really defending Joe Biden as if he has no, uh, no connectivity to this child. Watch this. Uh, scarring hit one of his grandchildren's lives by not publicly embracing her. So apparently his son had a baby with a woman. They've fought about it. And he pays for the, uh, for the baby, but he has not embraced the child. So Maureen Dowd is saying it's bad for the child that the president has not acknowledged her. So. I kind of think, well, that's a, she should be fetching at the son, whose baby it is. You, it's not the president's baby. So I don't know what you think, but I'm throwing it out. I this. agree with you completely. It shouldn't have been, uh, it's uh, uh, directed to Joe Biden. It should be directed to Hunter Biden. It's five children, not four, Hunter, because this is not Joe Biden's baby. And I think it's very hard for Joe Biden to be a grandfather to the child if his son is not being a father. He can talk to his child. He can advise Hunter. But look, what is, what is absolutely evident to me is that the right wing and the MAGA the world has decided to weaponize Hunter Biden against yeah. his dad. Yeah. And everything and anything Hunter does or does not do is going to be weaponized. And, and this and is Maureen Dowd at the New York yeah, Times. Yeah, she's a very serious. These are such bad people. I don't know what, I always say, it's like, I don't know what else I can say in some of these cases. There's so much nonsense. First off, Joe Biden every day, every day we played a clip of him saying it yesterday, says these are all our children doesn't he? These are all our children, Hillary Clinton, it takes a village. But somehow 
Joe Biden's own grandchild is not his son's child in essence, and he can't have anything to do with him. Why can't, it, let's say you have a son who's a crack addict and a lunatic and a criminal and blah, 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 whatever things Hunter Biden may or may not be. But let's say you have a son who's just like a complete psycho. Often grandparents end up taking care of that kid. They are making sure they have nothing to do with this kid and this kid will not have the Biden name. Now imagine this was Trump Jr. Imagine if Donald Trump Jr. had been smoking crack banged some random woman, had a kid with her, and then did not want that kid to have the Trump name. Imagine what these insane harpies would be saying about that. They are so profoundly dishonest. And that what the, what's the real problem here? The real problem isn't that Hunter Biden isn't gonna be a father to this kid. And it's not that Joe Biden and Jill Biden, with all of the resources that they have at their fingertips, will have nothing to do with this kid. And they're stealing the child's birthright from him, which is his last name. They're stealing that from him too. Who's the real bad guy here? Of course, it's the right wing. It's the Republicans who are weaponizing this against the family. God, you women are just awful. And on that note, I have decided officially today to announce the worst of the view hosts. This has been an ongoing thing. It's almost impossible. There's no way to do this right. And it's completely subjective, I suppose, but I have to do it. So, so I'm going to try to go. This is not in any particular order, but at the end, I'll tell you the one that's the worst. So look, it, it, it's not Whoopi. It's not Whoopi. Whoopi, it is sad what she has become. She's sort of like this odd Jabba the Hutt type figure who, you know, we once loved from, you know, all her great movies and stand up and doing stuff with Robin Williams and Billy Crystal. And what, there was something really good there with Whoopi, right? And it's unfortunate and she's stoned every day and just stupid and she doesn't know what she's saying. Okay, fine. I'm not going to say it's Whoopi because there was a nugget of goodness there. Joy Behar, I, despite everything, Despite Joy Behar, when the Ukraine war broke out, she was very upset that her trip to Italy was going to be, you planned a trip to Italy for months, and then the war breaks out. Like, she's just awful, she, but she once wasn't awful. I used to know her a bit on the Upper West Side. We would say hi all the time. She'd play with my dog for a second and her husband. And So it's not, it's not Joy. Then you got your, now I know who, so it's, I can see where you guys are going. It's not Alyssa Farah, by the way. Alyssa Farah, so she's the conservative, right? Alyssa Farah, now she's just a sellout. There's nothing you can say about her. Like she's just, if Alyssa Farah probably is the most pleasant of all of them because she's somewhat conservative leaning. She's probably not an absolutely horrible human, but she took the money to just sell out all of her beliefs for a bunch of people that'll throw her under the bus one day, but that doesn't make her the worst. So now we've got two left, right? Well, then there's that other blonde that nobody knows, right? So we're just gonna toss her away. Nobody knows who she is. Is she even on the show? Whoever the hell she is, doesn't matter. So you've got two. And now this is what you're all wondering because we're all thinking of the thing. The same thing, Dave, who, who, who is it? How do you choose who is worse between Sonny Hostin and Anna Navarro? And I'm gonna shock everybody right now. I'm gonna shock everybody. I, I think Anna Navarro is actually the worst. Sonny Hostin is the most unlikable, uh, unpleasant, condescending, uh, snarky, vicious creature that's on television. She really is. There is nothing likable about her. Um, she, she's so, the way she looks at the guests and the co-hosts, just the condescension. That's the thing with her, but it is what it is with her. So you know what it is, right? You don't have to wonder about her at all. Now, Anna Navarro, and Anna just took over in the last couple of days. 
Anna, because everything she says is a lie and is a, and is a complete distortion of everything she believed 10 years ago. She used to work for Marco Rubio, she was saying, but also because she lives here in Florida. She lives here in the freest place, literally in the United States and literally in the world. She lives here and enjoys our freedom and knows no one's coming for her as a Latina and nobody's coming for her black friends and nobody's coming for the gays or anything else. She is an obsessive liar and horrible person. And today I award you, Anna Navarro, the worst host of The View. We should have had, do we have some sort of, can we, do we have something that we can do? Is there a ding, a ding? You got a ding and that's all you deserve you awful human being. Uh, but let's continue on this thing about the grandchild uh, because CNN, the news network, it was, it was well, the former news network of CNN, uh, also chimed in on the uh, Biden grandchild situation. And of course, yes, they also said that the real issue here is it's being used by Republicans. You know, this is, this is a story that is sad and disturbing on so many levels. Um, yes, it is political for a couple of reasons. Um, number one, yes, Republicans are using it are, and are going to take advantage of it in a way that is unfortunate and inappropriate. Number one, it's Republicans. That's the real issue here, guys. Number one, because the crackhead son of the dementia-ridden president had a child out of wedlock with some other chick, and now they don't want anything to do with the child, nor to use his last name or anything. But the number one issue is that Republicans are going to pounce on that shit. Oh, my God, you people are absolutely horrible. And again, the double standard and the Trump Jr. thing and all that. So let's go full circle here. I think we've demonstrated that the woke are radical, that they are liars, that they are fakers, and that they are wicked people who seem to be getting worse and worse. I think that really is the key thing here. When Bill Maher says uh, they're not going anywhere, I think we also have to acknowledge that the base of them is just gonna continue uh, to devolve. So my question is, is it yet time for the Joe Rogans, the Bill Mars, the Elon Musks, everybody that wake is seeing all of these things to officially uh, say what I have said, which is that you cannot be a Democrat anymore, or you can at least never vote for Democrats. You do not have to be a Republican, but you cannot vote for a Democrat, right? That is the point. Uh, we've got one more for you here. Uh, well, let's just throw to it. I've, I've explained a lot on the program today. Here we go. Maybe that's true. Maybe this is a wave that's coming, but the fact that, um, a few people have stood out and did that to me does, I don't know. These people are not going away. So that's it to bring you full circle. They're not going away. Bill's acknowledging, yeah, a few people have woke up. It's nice to see John Hamm. It's nice to see someone from Hollywood wake up, but they will not stop. And that's why it's been such, it, that's why someone like Anna Navarro is, is so dangerous to the American discourse, right? because she knowingly is lying about everything and she's giving nobody an off-ramp. When she runs around in that video we showed you yesterday where she says, when I'm in Florida, I put my head out the, the window like a dog and I yell gay. And it's like, lady, please, I, I, you know, the truth is that's obviously not true. She doesn't put her head out the window like a dog and yell gay. Although I did once see her uh, shit on the street in Coconut Grove, not too long ago. Uh, but. The point is when she knowingly says these lies, 
She's adding fuel to the fire of the people who want to burn down this country, who, who start thinking that the good people who are doing right are actually the bad people. And she's so out of whack with what's going on here in Florida that she spends all day long railing against a guy like Ron DeSantis, who is the most popular politician in the history of Florida, who has run this place so that we have more people moving here than ever, more tourism than ever, it's safer than ever, our economy's stronger than ever and everything else. They will make you think that up is down and left is right and boys are girls. So as Bill said, we must separate from them. But the question is, uh, when you guys separate, will you vote the right way? That, the answer to that remains to be seen. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our program for today. I would like to hear from some of you guys about uh, your worst host of The View. Which, which is the worst? Uh, you can join us on the post-game show right now at rubenreport.locals.com. Cold close, and we'll see everybody on the other side. The answer to the question everybody wants to know. LeBron? What's your decision? Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.